0: CBD Resource. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: Well, an interesting start to a Wednesday morning. It's five minutes after five on the sixth day of February, Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Come on in. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. Roads are a little dicey out there this morning. It kind of depends on where you are. Folks south of Madison probably picked up more ice than they did snow. Around the Madison area, pretty healthy mixture of the two. And then uh, when you get to the east or the west, Things can change. We'll talk weather with Stu or Ag Meteorologist, about 15 minutes from right now. We're not out of the woods yet. This mixed precipitation could start redeveloping again later this afternoon into the evening hours. Daytime highs today are going to teeter right at 32 degrees under cloudy skies. Friday, partly sunny, but still plenty cold. Daytime high on Friday, only around 11 degrees. When you factor in the wind, we'll have wind chills on Friday, minus 10 to minus 20 degrees. Stu our ag meteorologist, will bring us more weather details in just a little bit. Also up before 6 o'clock, I think most of us in Wisconsin realize we're meat and potato eaters. But what kind of meat are we eating? Angie Horkin with the Wisconsin Beef Council has got an update on a survey from uh, October of 2018 on what Wisconsin consumers prefer. She joins us before 6.
2: At Compeer Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know
3: you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring.
2: So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better.
3: That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage.
2: Contact your local Compeer Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider.
1: Listen, I want you to stop for a minute and think back 10 years. Did you have a cell phone? What did the cell phone look like? What could it do? Did you have a computer? The reason I'm pointing this out is look how fast technology changes. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke here to tell you the story of the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine and its clinic. They are on the cutting edge research and use state-of-the-art technology. But guess what? You're working with a horse, a cow, a dog, a cat. The x-ray equipment, the cat scan equipment, it takes up space. So in order for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine to continue to be a world-class research and treatment facility, they need more space. Find out more about the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, how it's saving lives and serving Wisconsin, and how you can get involved. Go to AnimalsNeedHeroes2.com. Again, AnimalsNeedHeroes2, T-O-O, dot com. You won't regret it. Well, you know, this is a good time of the year to take a look in the rearview mirror. Maybe it's uh, taxes that are reminding you about 2018. Maybe it's uh, some way wagon slips from the harvest. Fabulous farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'll tell you what. Uh, Those uh, waste slips came in handy during the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo because, as you would expect, where there are farmers, where there is product, there's going to be yield comparisons. And, Bob, we got some of the best of the best as far as soybeans are concerned.
4: Absolutely, Pam. It's always interesting when you go to the annual meetings of the organizations at the Corn, Soy, Pork Expo, you see different faces, and then you realize why they're there. They're going to get a check because they had a pretty good growing year, and we did talk to some of the farmers that had the best growing years as far as soybeans are concerned, and we talked to some of those farmers who did take home checks. We started by talking with the winner in Division Four. that's Southern Wisconsin, and Jeff Riley with Riley Brothers Farm in the Arlington area was there to pick up the check and the plaque for his farm and we had a chance to talk to him about how good his yields were in 2018 and he almost got to the magic number he said. 99.58. So uh, what happened that we didn't get to 100? You couldn't juggle the monitor that much? (laughs) I wish I knew. (laughs) That was the goal. Well, 100 was the goal. Yes, yes. Have you ever had 100 bush beans? No, no. Uh, but 99.58 in a year like we had last year, you've got to be happy. Yeah, real happy. We had really good
5: crops on all of it, so soybeans were really good.
4: So tell us about uh, your practices. What kind of variety did you use and uh, what kind of things did you do during the course of the year? Planting uh, seed numbers, row width, fertilization, herbicides. 2636 uh, Asgrow is what we used for this uh, variety
5: here that we won with. But just 30-inch rows, and uh, we do quite a few different odds and ends on fertilizer. That All Riley Brothers secrets? Secrets, kind of. We've learned from some other guys, yeah. <laughs> Kip Cullers from uh, Missouri, good friends with him, and he's given us some secrets.
4: Give us an idea about some of the things... We don't want to give away your secrets, but uh, some of the things you really pay attention to during the course of the growing season to get 99.58 bushels. I don't know. Fungicide. Spray that a couple, three times. Keeping keeping the plant healthy. Mm-hmm. What kind of soils have you got down there? And, and was this uh, bean on bean or was this corn ground or coming out of hay? What was it? It was prior years corn mm-hmm. and 30-inch uh, rows and...
5: Soil type you've got down there in the Darlington area good good soil it's like it'd be uh, Tama mm-hmm. a little bit of Tama uh, not so much muscatine. there's some of that down there, but Tama
4: 100 bushel next year, hopefully a better growing season. that's the goal. So we'll see you here next year. I hope so. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. From Riley Brothers Farm down in Darlington, the winner in Division 4 Let's go up north. Division Two. Adam Majeski is with us from Balsam Lake. You finished second. And, uh, Adam, tell us about uh, your production this past year. I'll go to your
6: numbers. I still suffered from white mold this year again, like I have so many other years. But uh, I changed my row spacing and lowered the population, and things got a little better.
4: So tell me about the adjustments, row spacing and population. What, where, where were you at
6: and what did you change to? 7.5 inch row spacing and I went to 30s and went from basically 150 down to 135 and I think next year will be 120 for population.
4: So tell me about... Uh the bean ground that you've got, is it uh, bean down beans on beans? Are you rotating? How are you doing
6: it? We believe in rotation <laughs> religiously, and uh, this was no-tilled beans in the corn stalks, mm-hmm. so.
4: And as far as uh, the white mold, tell me about the white mold challenges that you have in the Balsam Lake area. It was
6: too many years of uh, drilling soybeans, and then we put irrigation in, and that just magnified our problem. And so we're learning to combat with it. And so we're coming at it from many different ways, from seed treatment to fungicides to now lowering population, picking varieties with resistance, any way we can come at it. So what's the fungicide program? What are you doing? Endura, Endura.
4: And then a little more Endura. <laughs> so you get you get plenty of it on during the course of the year. How? Uh, what are your
6: applications? Uh, how far apart? What are you doing? Uh, basically, we start at summer solstice, and uh, you're only allowed 22 ounces of Endura. So we divide it up: five ounces first application, seven ounces, and then 10 ounces for the last one. So we basically, when the need arises, when you can see that it, the stress is coming on, you, you hit it again.
4: How much of an improvement have you made over the past few years in your white mold problem? Percentages down over the past few years. What do you guess? What do you estimate?
6: Well, every year is different obviously, and I'm finding out that you need to be more well-rounded. Every the plant has to have everything, and years past we've shorted our crop on sulfur, and this year we've applied enough sulfur and It's just helping in total plant health and so I always say uh, if you make a bad batch of cookies it doesn't taste very good and so when you're feeding the plant you want that perfect recipe so that it has everything it needs to have a perfect year.
4: And so what do you figure you're going to be going to uh, this spring now in 2019 as
6: far as uh, row spacing and as far as uh, seeds per acre? Uh, I think we're going to try 120, maybe even a little lower, maybe. But uh, sticking with the 30-inch rows for sure. And uh, changing, I, the thing that I would like to understand better is my, microbiology, the soil soil microbes, and get a better understanding of that. See if I can wrap my brain around it. Good luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. You bet. All right. Again, that's from Division Two,
4: which is up in northern Wisconsin. Adam Majeski from Balsam Lake, 56.64. Now let's go to Division Three, which uh, is more in central and eastern Wisconsin. Winning that competition, Jim Salentine from Luxembourg. And uh, Jim, for those who don't know where Luxembourg is, put it on the Wisconsin map for us. <laughs> it's uh, straight east of Green Bay, between Green Bay and uh, Lake Michigan. All right, so you don't have many neighbors to the east. That's right. All right, tell us about your ground up there. What kind of ground have you got, and uh, how long have you been raising soybeans? I've
5: been raising soybeans probably about
4: uh, 15, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a dairy farm. Um, How'd you get involved in the competition, and and why? Because, uh, again, producing 79.32 bushels per acre, that's pretty good yields. Yes,
5: uh, I, I started back when uh, when uh, the university used to have the PEPs program. I was in there for quite a few years and then they discontinued the PEPs program, went with the soybean yields. So I, I've been sticking with the soybean yields ever since. We had a perfect growing year. We had, we had rain right after planting, we got dry for quite a while around home, and then when, uh, we had rain right after just when we
4: needed it to fill out the pods, fill out the corn cobs and the whole works. What about this year? What is your plan? Pretty much follow the formula from past years? Try something a little different. What's a little different different what? I ain't going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I could get it out of you. Whatever. We'll see you back here next year. Hopefully another first place winner. Yes. I'll try and come back. My fifth year if I come back. Well, we hope so. All right, thanks, Jim. Jim Salentine, Luxembourg, seventy-nine point three two. He won Division Three. Now another award is a seed quality winner, and Jerry Kreisinger from Kreisinger Farms in Juneau won that. And Jerry, first of all, what goes into the seed quality award? What's a seed quality winner? Because that
7: takes in a lot. Uh, it takes into account your yield and then your protein plus your oil content. Uh. <laughs> and we yielded 85 and 3 quarters so i mean it was a pretty decent yield for us so 85 is a pretty good yield for anybody so the yield and the oil how did that figure in and uh, how good were your beans oh well, they're pretty good the word says uh, 2700 in 37 pounds per acre, so
4: and that's a lot. So, tell me about your uh, soybean growing practices in the Juneau area. What uh, what kind of soils you got, and what are your agronomic practices there in Juno?
7: Um, pretty much everything we have is silt loam. Um, these are 30-inch rolls, uh, no-tilled, and the cover crop. Um, something that played into this is we did have a pretty good rotation ahead of it. Um, what was that rotation? Oh, well, it was uh, wheat and then cover crops, followed by prevent plant and cover crops, and then we added a bunch of drain tile, and uh, that's where we pulled the big yield from. So, is this the the best yields you guys have ever had? No, in 2012 we had a couple acres that probably hit a hundred, but you know that was your knobs are really bad too yeah you got to have help on the knobs for that that's for
4: sure so again as you look forward to uh, 2019 as you said some things came together for you this past year what's your outlook for 2019
7: um i don't know we're probably going to use more fungicide um a lot of sulfur um and we're going to play around with a few foliars uh and see what we can do but uh, same row spacing same seeds per acre basically yeah yeah we planted a, this was done at 125,000 population um the final stand was probably closer to 100,000 though
4: did you have any challenges with uh, things like uh, white mold or sudden death
7: syndrome or anything soya cis nematode um we think we had some nematodes. Uh we didn't have a whole lot of white mold. Um we did have some herbicide issues which uh we found that when you're pushing earlier planting and beans that they're they're much more sensitive to herbicide. Um so I'm going to make some changes for that.
4: We'll see how it works in 2019. Good luck and congratulations. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. That's Jerry Kreisinger from Kreisinger Farms in Juneau, the winner of the Seed Quality Award. That's uh, combining yield plus protein plus oil in that soybean crop. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
6: Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl.
3: Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers?
6: Yes, Stacey. Vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over
3: time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at GanserCompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or stop into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer.
8: Everybody always says, you know, oh, someday I would like to whatever, and you never do. It's like you think someday, someday, and then just decided someday is going to be now.
9: Some of my happiest patients are those that have had children and are trying to get their pre-pregnancy body back.
8: Have given birth to two babies. One of them was a vertical incision C-section, so I was left with this big scar on my stomach, and then you know just the extra fat that comes with having a baby there. I had it done because I had such a hard time fitting into pants. It would fit me in the legs, but I couldn't find something that was comfortable
10: in the waist. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty. I think it's great.
8: It's perfectly flat. There's no more flab down there. My pants fit well. I think it looks amazing.
10: Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartel.com.
0: If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: 5.21 now on a Wednesday morning and time to talk weather. Stumach Egg Meteorologist catching up with us now. Well, the drive-in this morning, Stu, was interesting. But I think my commute was probably a little easier than some folks. Uh, we had kind of a range, didn't we, overnight?
2: Not a major snowstorm by any means, Pam, but it was that mixture of a little rain and freezing rain in there that made it very slippery. Most reports coming in about that one to two inch range, not the end of the world. But we're not done. The frontal boundary that brought some of that precipitation last evening and in the night, still just off to our south, and low pressure today is going to build right from Missouri and into Illinois. The strong system following right up behind it into Thursday will head toward northern Indiana and even lower Michigan, meaning another round of precipitation developing yet late today. More likely overnight and ending by Friday. Temperatures staying more mild could lead to that real mix of precipitation, rain, freezing rain, sleet, some snow. It'll be colder and there'll be a little more snow at La Crosse and Moston. And it all ends up to dry up and get a little colder for Friday and right into the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this.
9: No one works harder to help you
7: achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be.
3: You won't find financial experts with more AG knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand
2: this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender.
1: It is our 50th state and breathtaking. I'm Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on our Alaska adventure, August 20th through September 1st, Alaska Agriculture and the Inside Passage Cruise. We'll take in the communities of Juneau, Anchorage, and Fairbanks. We'll visit some of the state's most beautiful locations, like Denali National Park. We'll ride the White Pass and Yukon Route train will visit Prince William Sound. And when you travel with me, remember, all airfare and accommodations are included. Plus, on our agriculture tours, you're getting a chance to attend the Alaska State Fair. You'll visit the Matanuska Valley Agriculture Center and get up close with a real muskox. Find details today at fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Or better yet, pick up the phone and call Holiday Vacations. Voted Best in Alaska, toll-free, 800 800- 826-2266. That's 800-826-2266.
2: So we'll still have cloudy skies today, and I'd expect a bit later, a little freezing rain developing mid-late afternoon. Temperatures in the upper 20s east, low 30s west and south. The northeast winds about 5 to 10. Cloudy skies with rain and freezing rain, sleet and some snow in the night. Snow, especially lacrosse and Boston. Nighttime lows mid to upper 20s. The northeast winds at 5 to 10. Still cloudy for Thursday. Rain and freezing rain maybe mixing with some snow in southern Wisconsin. Could be a couple of inches accumulating across in Mauston. Just a light little bit in the south and east. Temperatures in the upper 20s in the west, in the low and mid-30s in the south and east. But by Friday, a little sun returns. Single digits, probably five to about eight above, Pam. So there's cold air waiting. But we'll have another round of that mix of precipitation, especially toward tonight and through the day
1: Thursday. All righty. Thank you, Stu. Stu Egg Ag Meteorologist, with us on a Wednesday morning. It's 525.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
11: If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. The Zone is inviting you to go wildlife fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited. So call 1-800-776-776. 2675 or go to ballardsresort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out. So don't miss the boat. Ooh, God. Hey, oh my
4: God. Get
11: ready to experience big time fishing with your friends in Northern Minnesota with Ballard's Resort and the zone.
10: If you've been injured in a bad crash, you might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Rihola. At Clifford and Rihola, we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example: a young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head-on. She was severely injured and paralyzed and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, the insurance companies still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved.
8: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford & Raihala, hard-working,
10: skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. What does a diamond mean? Have you ever thought about it? I'm Monica Kessler of
8: Kessler's Diamonds.
10: Why would a person choose to give another person a diamond? What does a diamond mean? That question is very important to me because my job is to locate the very best diamonds. Diamonds that twinkle like stars on a clear winter night. Diamonds that glitter with brightness that shines from within. Diamonds that broadcast a message wherever they go. Diamonds mean love. That's it. Simply love. Do you have $140? The Simply Love Diamond Pendant is a diamond mounted inside of a circle at the end of an adjustable chain. And that diamond is a Kessler 81, of course, the most magical diamond on earth. The Simply Love Pendant comes in larger sizes, too. Give one to the woman you love for Valentine's Day. We promise
6: she'll know what it means.
0: Find the Kessler's Diamonds nearest you at KesslersDiamonds.com.
6: Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl.
3: Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers?
6: Yes, Stacey, vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time.
3: Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at GanserCompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now or stop into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams.
2: Answer. that's the
0: answer.
7: Hi, this is Dave Gary, the owner of the Princeton Clubs. The inspiration from our members is incredible. Just listen to this story from Lauren.
9: I joke that joining the
12: Princeton Club has gotten my husband back. He has lost over 100 pounds since we've been members, and in a couple weeks, we get to go cheer him on on the Ironman. I love so much about the Princeton Club, but I say my favorite part is the Biggest Loser program. Not only are you working out and eating healthy, but the trainers are teaching you how to continue that after the 12 weeks. Joining that program helps me get the jumpstart and the confidence I needed to keep going back and feel really good about myself. We go to Kids Club, the workers call my kids by name before we check in, and the Princeton Club really does feel like my second home. It has been the most incredible experience
7: of my life. Thanks, Lauren. Your testimonial is an inspiration to all of us. And with Princeton Club locations all over the Madison area, you can come see how easy it is for you to get started. For a free trial pass, visit PrincetonClub.net.
9: All right, we continue with our uh, Badger Insider. Like Mr. That? Two segment. By the way, RJ, did you see uh, or were you paying attention to all the Joe and Evo references last night during the Super Bowl broadcast? Did you see "Bring Them Out"? It's our theme song. Yeah. You know, our show open. That's what the Rams ran onto the yeah. field, and then the first commercial break was "Bad, Bad Boys, Boys for, for life. life," and then we had a big Lebowski reference. Yeah, I, mean, I like. I had an elite. Wrestling, had an elite and commercial. And an elite yeah. commercial. I, I was
13: seriously wondering commercial? what you guys did to like infiltrate. CBS. I know we're a CBS sports affiliate. And I I thought
11: CBS would have been mad at us because they won D-Bag of the Week for not hearing that CBD oil ad. Well, that's not
13: CBS. That's the NFL. The NFL kind of has final say over what what can air. So I think that's more NFL than CBS.
11: Well, then I'm glad CBS wasn't mad at us.
9: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I'm not mad at uh, the standings right now, RJ, in the Big Ten. What a a turn of events. You know, I remember visiting when we we were wondering how much this Wisconsin comeback was, you know, was this a a couple-of-time thing, or or could they sustain this? And I think the thought was, well, you know, they they, they could probably get this back into the top half of the Big Ten. You know, if they they continue to do this, you know, I think the realistic goal is to finish top, you know, 5-6 in the Big Ten. Well, lo and behold, Michigan loses again. Michigan State stunned at home by Indiana. That was mm-hmm. just a crazy game. Um, and now you look at Wisconsin uh, right now, RJ, with nine games to go, one game out. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that's a lot that could happen either way. But bottom line is you're a, you're a game out of first place with nine to go. I mean, they are every bit right now. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, a Big Ten title-contending team, aren't they?
13: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with one game out and this nine games left, you're right. You you can't say they're out of it. Uh, you're you're fourth right now because there's three teams tied at number one. Uh, you hold the tiebreaker over Michigan currently, um, but yeah, that makes this game versus Minnesota that much more important to to keep pace with everybody. Uh, that makes. The, then the next two, Michigan, Michigan State, you get wins there. All of a sudden, you vaulted yourself into the, the top team in the conference as long as, uh, you know, uh, Purdue, if, if they keep winning, they're number one. If you keep winning, you're number one. Um, you just got to take care of your business. Eke out a win or two versus Michigan, Michigan State, and you are pretty much in the discussion for the regular season conference champ uh, right up till the end of it.
11: I saw a tweet, and I almost fell out of my chair when I saw it. And i could get your take on this, RJ. You're, yours too, Mosnia. Um, with Purdue <laughs> being right. number one in the Big Ten, I saw, yeah, was it Rothstein or some, some college basketball analyst? Was he CBS, the John Rothstein, whatever it is? Yeah, oh, I believe so. He said that Matt Painter, the Purdue's head coach, is this era's Bo Ryan because he's able to keep Purdue – Consistently up there with the Big Ten, and now they're number one in the in the standings. I mean, didn't they just recruits? like
13: stop having like a couple of five star recruits there?
11: I was like, what are you talking about, dude? How is he? How is he the modern?
13: Yeah, like, they're. Bo Ryan? He's getting better recruits uh, than Bo Ryan. I
11: know. I was like, what, <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? I mean, he I mean, produces a good team, but to say the, that he's like, yeah, a this new, is like one of Bo his Ryan.
13: first classes that doesn't have a four or five star guy in it. I think. I just, uh, just rolled my eyes. Yeah, so Yeah, I, I don't. He no, he's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he you. was, he'd be getting to Sweet Sixteens. You know, he would be making that tournament every year and g- making it to the second weekend. Uh, but he he's not.
11: <laughs> well, how are you feeling about Greg Gard to advance the story? Because everyone was talking about, well, you know, when they lost fire him. those games, fire, all, him. fire guard, fire <laughs> get guard, rid of him. and now it's five in a row.
13: And like, here's the best part:
11: like, you can't get anything out of these recruits. He can't. Get I, coach I know like it's Cole a Ryan. Big Ten. Yes, he can.
13: Big Ten school. And you could say the Big Ten's the best conference right now, top to bottom. Who like I like Wisconsin, but who is lining up to come to Wisconsin to coach basketball? I
12: don't
13: know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, what's wrong? You know, all these people who are like, "Well, he's never going to get us to uh, the Elite Eight, the Final Four, a national championship."
11: He, in four years, he's gotten two Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, I'm and, okay with that. And how long did it take Bull Ryan to get to his first Final Four? Right, it's like 17 years. And nobody wanted like nobody wanted to fire him. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a Wisconsin sports season unless a Wisconsin sports fan wants someone fired.
13: I, yeah, I mean, everybody wanted Chris fired this year.
0: <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> stupid. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: 5.35 now on a Wednesday morning. Some really interesting research results from the Wisconsin Beef Council coming up at six. How much beef do you consume in your household? Think about that. Angie Horkin's going to join us with some details on what the average Wisconsin consumer puts on their plate. That's up at six. So on this date, back in 1959, the first microchip was patented. The inventor, Jack Kilby, and for his invention of the integrated circuit, he picked up the 2000 Nobel Prize in physics. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. You know, we've been talking a lot in Wisconsin agriculture about struggling dairy operations, low corn and soybean prices, but the pain doesn't end there. Wisconsin's got a lot of specialty crops, potatoes, cranberries, ginseng, and those commodity prices are suffering as well. Jed Calhoun is an associate professor in horticulture on the UW-Madison campus. During the Ag Outlook Forum, he pointed out that a lot of our specialty crops are trying to find new value-added marketing opportunities To add a little profit to their bottom line
7: is looking at what we produce. What does our cropping portfolio look like and how much do we need of each of these specialty crops? But then maybe more creatively, what do we do with those specialty crops? Are there other products that we could produce with what we're currently growing? Are there ways to think about how we market what we're producing maybe a bit differently? In talking to a lot of producers and processors, for example, there's an interest in maybe Wisconsin branding a regional agricultural solution, to what those out west might see with Napa Valley wines or a Vidalia onion.
1: Jed Calhoun, he's an associate professor in the horticulture department on the UW-Madison campus, and our specialty crops are nothing to uh, sneeze at when it comes to value. Uh, Taking a look at the latest survey of our potatoes, our vegetables, our cranberries, and our other specialty crops, that's a $5.8 billion industry for Wisconsin that's responsible for almost 25,000 jobs. So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin Roadways. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com.
11: A voice for farmers A for agriculture Wisconsin Farm Bureau When a company only does business in
10: Wisconsin That's Wisconsin Strong When their employees live where you live That's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When
11: your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. 5.39
1: now on a Wednesday morning. You know, we talk a lot about the struggles our Wisconsin farm families are facing, but they don't want your pity. In fact, even as they struggle, Wisconsin farmers are some of the most generous people you will find giving back to their community. Good example of this, hams across America. That allowed our pork producers to donate pork products, specifically hams, to their local food pantry. And they've wrapped it up now for the fourth year. Claire Masker is with the Pork Checkoff, and she's got some of the results on the generous giving by pork producers across the United States in hams across America. In
12: 2018, um, the campaign um, saw more than half a million pounds of pork that was donated, and that's nearly 2.2 million servings of pork. You know, a lot of that was done through donations, um, and we had over 120 individuals and businesses who contributed time and resources um, to the project
1: this year. Claire Masker with the pork checkoff, and I'll bet there were a whole lot more folks that got involved with those donations that they didn't track. Hams across America. Don't forget, tomorrow, Bryce Knorr will be back along with us to preview some of the big news that will be coming out on Friday. In overnight electronic trade, March corn's unchanged. December new crop unchanged at 4.03 and a half. March soybeans are unchanged. November new crop up a quarter of a cent, currently at 960 and three quarters. March wheats up three quarters of a cent. July new crop overnight, currently a penny stronger, at five thirty-one and three quarters. As far as our dairy markets were concerned yesterday, not a lot of positives. Barrel cheese dropped a half a cent to one twenty-nine and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese down three at one forty-five and three quarters. Double A butter on Tuesday, half cent lower at two twenty-seven and three quarters per pound. The fluid milk overnight quiet. March milk closed three cents lower, fourteen twenty a hundredweight. April milk was up two at fourteen fifty, and May milk down a penny, fourteen ninety nine. You still have to get out to August before we see fluid milk contracts in Chicago that touch the sixteen dollar money.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
9: Some time ago, I decided to limit my practice to those procedures which I felt that I was the best at. And that's why I've limited entirely now to cosmetic body recontouring.
10: Dr. Thomas Bartel focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty, so his technique and results are exceptional. It has changed my life, made me feel better about
8: myself. A lot of people do notice, and I'm not afraid to say that I had it done either. It doesn't bother me. When I do, people say, you know what, good for you. If that's what you wanted and that's what makes you happy, then go for it.
9: I enjoy body recontouring because I'm able to actually change people's lives, make them feel better about themselves.
8: I love the way I look now. It was a big change. It really boosted my self-confidence for myself not to be out and try to show myself off, but it made me feel good inside.
10: Call Dr. Thomas Bartel to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartel.com.
13: Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? -it Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park. And you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage, save your sanity, save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
6: Hi, Dale Benjamin
5: with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
12: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business
0: Benjamin Plumbing. If there was an award for the best farmer's tan, she'd be sure to win it. Pam Yankee and the Farm Report.
1: You know, there is not an agricultural group that I know of or have been exposed to that doesn't pay attention to consumers and what they want. It's time again for our checkoff chat brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars, the Wisconsin Beef Council and our partners at the Equity Livestock Sales Association. The goal of this program to make sure that beef producers, and that includes our dairy sector, understand where your checkoff dollars are being channeled and how they're being focused to reach consumers and grow your market. Joining us today, Angie Horkin. She's the Communications Director for the Wisconsin Beef Council. And Angie, we take that stuff seriously when it comes to what consumers want, uh, the questions that they have. We don't argue with them. We simply take it <laughs> for what they, you know, honestly, what they, what they want to give us as far as input. And there was a really interesting, what would you call it, a dashboard study done in October yeah. that gave us a lot of indication on what consumers in Wisconsin are looking for.
12: Yes, this is a great opportunity for the Wisconsin Beef Council because we don't have a lot of specific Wisconsin consumer research information because to do consumer research, it is very expensive. It's very timely. Um, It's usually done over the phone, um, so you have to pay people to do that for you. You have to reach out to a third-party company, survey company that specializes in that, so we typically don't um, have this information affordably available. So, But what the national office, the National Checkoff um, does is they do a, uh, every two, three years, they do a consumer research study on the national level. So, you know, mainly just talking to consumers about their eating habits, um, beef versus other proteins, um, where they think they're going, uh, why they eat beef or why they don't. Um, and then they offered that to the state so we could heavy up. And so we could pay just a tiny fraction of a cost and have some great consumer research for Wisconsin.
1: Now, you've got it in front of you, Angie. You've had a chance to take a look at it. What struck you when you took a look at the compendium of information they fed back to you? What struck you about this dashboard study?
12: Well, honestly, the the Weird thing that did strike me was most of the trends and the perceptions, um, positive and negative, that consumers have in Wisconsin is very similar to the national level, and they are the concerns and the issues that we are addressing already with our marketing, um, with our goals and our strategies with the beef chuck-off. So I read through this, and I'm like, hey, we are on the right path with beef checkoff dollars because we are addressing these concerns that our consumers have, um, you know, in their, their issues on why they don't eat beef or why they do buy beef. So um, yeah, looking at this standardized questionnaire with 12 questions, um, and then they did it on a national level, we have eat up. So we got enough people in Wisconsin to have a statistically important number. Um, and we did this in October of 2018 so just a couple months ago, um, and I don't have any demographic information for our survey um, applicants, but they're age 18 to 65. So, they just kind of hit that age 18 to 65, and about 300 people in Wisconsin were surveyed, and some of the key findings, um, what we did is we looked at, of course, consumption. So, you know, Comparing Wisconsin to the whole U.S. So in Wisconsin, we have um, a significantly more number of people who eat beef weekly. So they ask, do you eat beef weekly? Do you eat it monthly? Or do you eat it less than monthly? And 62% of Wisconsinites um, surveyed eat beef weekly. So, hey, we are known as beef and potato eaters here in Wisconsin, and it is true. So 62% compared to 51% um, on the whole U.S. And then um, Wisconsin also has fewer weekly eaters of other proteins, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. you'd think if we eat more beef, we eat more pork, we eat more chicken, we eat more fish, um, but they don't. We eat less of those other proteins versus the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a significantly higher amount of respondents who have never eaten plant-based protein.
1: Okay.
12: Okay. 62% of Wisconsinites have not reached into or delved into the Boca Burgers or the veggie burgers, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a good thing. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're meat eaters here in Wisconsin, right. versus forty eight percent of the national respondents have not. Um, so there is a significant difference there.
1: Interesting, interesting. Now, obviously, this is information that not only influences us today, Angie, but we have mm-hmm. to be taking a look at trends down the road. Did they did they expect? To start delving into plant-based or other sources of protein, did they did they express any desire to change their eating patterns in Wisconsin? Well, consumers
12: are planning to keep their beef, chicken, and pork consumption about the same, and they're planning to eat less plant-based proteins in the future. So, we are already not eating them and they say we're not going to increase that. <laughs> we're going to eat less. So, that's good news on the Wisconsin level, but of course, those plant-based proteins and a lot of that uh, like litigation that's going on right now on how to label them and what they're called is still on the radar. Um that on the national level, we really got to keep an eye on that cuz mm-hmm. I do think that's something that's mm-hmm. going to be a um that's going to be in the media and the mm-hmm. news and in, in our headache for a while. So, sure. So, and then Wisconsin's consumers overall perception of all proteins, so uh, like positive perception, remains consistent with the U.S., which is good, with a bit more consumers being slightly negative towards beef. And I say this uh, kind of, I say it because it's one of our key findings, but the slightly negative towards beef was a 10% versus a 6%. But I guess that's a significant enough difference um, statistically. But you look at 57% of the Wisconsinites' surveyed, they have a positive perception of beef, where 15% have a negative, and then about 30%, 28% are neutral. Okay. So, 15%, I don't feel is that high.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're okay there. like you said, we pay attention to every blip on the screen. Now, tell me, how is uh, Wisconsin going to use some of these statistical findings for their 2019 plan, then, Angie?
12: Well, because we we're going to use all these findings and um, we're going to go and see why people are choosing to eat beef and how frequently um, they're thinking about that and then why people are staying away from or avoiding eating beef and we're working that into our pillars, our strategies, our people, our protein and our pleasure and we're going to address those concerns. So like they were asked the top three uh, important factors for when Choosing to eat beef at home or at a restaurant. The number one uh, reason, beef is great tasting. So that fits right into our taste, pla- our taste pillar. Number two reason, 33%, beef is an excellent source of protein. So our message is getting out there. We're going to stick with that. Uh, third, my family likes beef. Beef is a good value. Beef fits with a variety of meals. So that falls into our taste pillar where we're out on TV giving five to six different recipes every month. Um, and also something that was on in Wisconsin was we were significantly higher. They say there's many cuts of beef available. So that's a kudos to our supermarkets and all of our meat markets um, that they're providing a lot of beef cuts that consumers know how to cook and want to buy.
1: Did any of the questions uh, address the consumers and their relationship with a producer, uh, That uh, that personal connection at all?
12: Yes, they did. So some of the um here's a slide with extreme, some of the reasons we are a little bit uh concerned about beef, thinking specifically about how cattle are raised for food in the U.S., and then we compare the U.S. versus Wisconsin. Um, you know, 67% of us in Wisconsin that answered the survey were worried about sanitation at slaughter facilities. We're worried about hormone use, antibiotic use. We're worried about foodborne illnesses. We're worried about what cattle are fed and the treatment of cattle and that, um, You know, those directly correspond to, uh, you know, knowing how cattle are raised in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. That our cattle are fed great food, great grains. We've got a plethora of corn and great hay and pastures all summer and the treatment of the cattle. Um, You know, cattle illnesses is up there, room to roam, 56%. GMOs and cattle feed, corporate farming, ranching, environmental impact, greenhouse gas emissions. They are all on the radar there. Mm -hmm. And those are all topics that we address when we have our farm-to-fork tours with influencers, so with uh, retail dietitians, with chefs, with culinary students, um, with those people that are influencers to consumers. Um, So, yeah, definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we build our talking points off of a slide like that. We want to make sure we cover all of those concerns.
1: So it sounds like we're on the right path. And continuing yeah. with uh, some of the ma- same messaging, same programming that's been working in 2018 as we roll into 2019, huh, Angie? Yes, definitely. And the last slide of this is,
12: oh, the awareness of Beef It's What's For Dinner. So how many uh, of the Wisconsin respondents are aware of Beef It's What's For Dinner as a brand? And we were at 44%, and on the U.S. level, it was 39 So we're wow. 5% higher. So that's good. Yeah, I think that's good. We're doing a good job of getting the word out, and beef is what's for dinner. Yep, and have got to make sure it stays that way. <laughs>
1: well, that's all right. We're that's what we're working on. Angie Horkin, yep. along with us, she's the communications uh, chair for the. Wisconsin Beef Council, the communications coordinator, and uh, she keeps an eye on some of that dashboard survey data that's generated not just on a yearly basis but monthly, weekly, whenever she can get her hands on it. And you can learn more about what the Wisconsin Beef Council is doing with that kind of information, those kinds of programs to reach today's consumer, help them understand what you do as a producer to make a great product available to them. Just go to beeftips.com, take a look at some of their fantastic videos that they're sharing there, follow along on the blogs that introduce you to Wisconsin beef producers, and by all means, follow them on social media as well with the Wisconsin Beef Council. That is your Checkoff chat for today, brought to you courtesy of your Beef Checkoff dollars as well as our partnership with the Equity Live